Welcome to Business Beyond the Mic, where we join Carly Van Heerden, CEO and founder of We Edit Podcasts, and her guests as they step behind the mic and deep dive into the business of podcasting. What does it look like to create, launch, and sustain a successful show? How do you find the right guests? And how to successfully build and monetize a podcasting brand? They're uncovering how others got started, unpacking the challenges they faced along the way, the strategies they used, and discovering just how they did it. So you can too. This is Business Beyond the Mic. Together, let's uncover the art of podcasting. Hey everyone, and welcome to Business Beyond the Mic. I'm your host, Carly Van Heerden. Today on the show, we welcome Senda Ben Abdullah. Senda graduated from University College London with a BSc in Business and IT. And following this, she completed a one-year industry experience at Cisco in Silicon Valley as a product marketing intern. While pursuing a part-time job at Cisco, Senda studied her MSc in Strategic Marketing at Imperial College Business School back in London, UK. After graduating, she joined a B2B SaaS company as a marketing executive and is today the product marketing manager at product-led startup serving the 3D space. Her passion apart from marketing and startups is hosting the Too Long Don't Listen podcast to help students and young professionals navigate their careers by sharing inspiring stories. During our conversation, Senda shares all about her journey with podcasting and why she chose this platform to help others. In fact, once she got started, she says that her podcast has become a healthy obsession and she loves to put the work into it. Senda is such a natural networker and she believes that her podcast has opened doors into conversations that she might not have otherwise had. Her ability to draw on the expertise of her guests is so inspiring, and she reminds us to always value those early adopters of your podcast, your true and forever fans. I love the perspective that Senda brings to the show, so without further ado, let's jump in. Senda, welcome to Business Beyond the Mic. It's so great to have you on the show today. Thank you. Thank you so much, Carly, for having me. Yes, absolutely. So I love just connecting with you and especially because you bring such an incredible new perspective to the show. So I know we're going to dig into everything that you do and your podcast, but why don't you just start us off by telling us a bit more about yourself, your career path, and of course, your podcast. Yeah, of course. So as you said, my name is Senda. I'm originally from Tunisia. So if you have any French-speaking listeners, they will probably spot my French accent when I'm speaking in English. And I started as a big fan of moving away from Tunisia to learn from different cultures, different environments. And that's why I moved to London in the UK. I started there my bachelor's degree in business management and IT. And that's when I really got passionate about the tech industry and more specifically marketing in tech. So for three years now, I've been working as a full-time marketer, starting as a marketer, do it all to specializing into product marketing and with a big focus on working with startups, which is something I really, really enjoy, which I think leads us to my brand. Uh, my, my brand, I would say, is all about helping others grow and supporting them in that growth. And that's why I started a podcast called Too Long Don't Listen, which 
aims to help support and empower students and young professionals navigate their career decisions. And the reason why I decided to do that was because I've been in that position myself. And I found that talking to people who were able to find the right decisions through their careers was always helpful to help me navigate through mine. Yeah, no, absolutely. And it's just incredible, all the people that you have on such like, wow, female entrepreneurs and people in femtech. And yeah, just loved hearing all the stories that you were able to share with your, your audience. And it was just like, why did you start it in the beginning? How did you decide those initial days? You know, a podcast is where I'm going to help the most people. So the reason why I picked podcasts was essentially how easy it is to consume the content that's available to you, right? And I think, Cardi, you'll probably agree with me that you can listen to podcasts anywhere, anytime. It's your decision to have it even play in the background or play those moments that you want to listen to it. And so I thought that would be an interesting way to share these conversations that I have with all the guests that I was able to invite on the show. And not only it's easy to consume, but it's also becoming more and more accessible and more and more famous as well. I think we're seeing it becoming more of a trend. As I said, I work in marketing and I see lots of brands using podcasting as a way to grow their audience or promote services and products. And so for me, although I'm not selling anything, I think being able to record those conversations and just have them available to anyone anytime is a great way to inspire people at scale. Yes, absolutely. And it's access that you're giving them to what you're learning along the way in your journey, in your career. And also, as you said, building your brand, which is amazing. But I love that we chatted earlier and you said you didn't listen to a lot of podcasts before. So what kind of obstacles did you then face without this background knowledge of what a podcast is like? What kind of obstacles did you face when starting your podcast? Yeah, unfortunately, it wasn't very easy to find the right tools. And most importantly, I'd say the biggest challenge I faced was what can I or should I trust? There's so many things out there, like just learning what an RSS feed is and what podcasting host should I use? And not all of them are free as well. Like you need to pay if you want to to start a podcast, whether it's for your hosting platform or, for example, I use Riverside, which is the platform I used to record the the episodes. And these tools are, you know, you have to pay for them. And so it was a bit of an investment for my end, but I was so committed to it and so convinced that it was the right thing to do that I started following people like you, like all these resources out there. There's a lot of also podcasting communities that are helpful and slowly, you know, learning and also testing and learning <laughs> was the way to go for me. And ultimately, I think there's the technical challenge, but there's also the kind of emotional challenge of, is this really something I, I should be doing? Like, why, why would people listen to me? And mm -hmm. is it the right space for me to explore? But then, you know, you just need to try and see what happens, which is literally what I did. <laughs> yeah. No, absolutely. And that's the thing you never know until you get out there and you try it for yourself. And once you're connecting with everybody and incredible people on your show, it becomes something that you want to do more of. So yeah, that's what I love about podcasting. With this journey, was there something that you wish you knew before you started that would have helped you on your journey? So actually, it relates to what you just said. I wish I knew I would 
literally get obsessed <laughs> with podcasting. <laughs> it, it became a passion. Like I, I, I learned to love it more and more over time. Initially, I had, you know, my goal to just try and see if it would work. But then I started loving reaching out to people, getting to know them through my podcasting journey. And also learning what new tools are out there and documenting myself and always being aware of like, what's the trendiest thing the podcast industry has to offer. And that's actually why I attended the podcast show in London back in May or April this year. It was April. And that kind of triggered an even bigger obsession for it because I got to meet <laughs> more podcast creators. And it's an entire world that exists for podcast creators that I didn't know existed. So you get to just love it more and more every day. And I wish I knew this before starting just to be prepared <laughs> on like the emotional commitment, but it's a, yeah, I have no regrets and I would do it all over again for sure. Yeah. Send us warning. You will become obsessed to be a podcaster. <laughs> I love a it. Obsession, yes, yes. Sure. Honestly, I do podcasting stuff all the time. So it's my business. I can't say what kind of obsession is that, but I love it. And just hearing your story is also so inspiring that, you know, there is more than just you behind the microphone. It is a rich community that you are able to tap into others who are on this path with you. And it's just so inspiring to others to know that, yeah, there's so much more for you to discover as you go deeper into this podcasting journey. What other type of benefits would you say were unexpected that you found as you started on this journey? So I would say, I think podcasting is, let's say the best excuse to reach out to people you wouldn't reach mm -hmm. out to if you didn't have a podcast. So I have an example of this. Episode 19 of Too Long Don't Listen was actually with the author of a book called Surrounded by Idiots. I don't know if you know this book, but oh. I read it over winter last year and I was a huge fan. It's all about personality types and how different personality types engage with each other. And I just found it fascinating. And I thought maybe I should email the author and see if he would want to join me on an episode. And surprisingly, he agreed. I, I honestly wasn't expecting him to. <laughs> so it's Thomas Erickson. And not until the last minute, like I wasn't believing he would join me on the recording, <laughs> even after he accepted the, the calendar invite. And I was just there like on Riverside waiting. And he was super punctual. We had a great conversation. And the whole topic was how does your personality type impact your career decision or is there a correlation and you know having an expert's view on that on my show I was very happy so yeah. I would say that's definitely one of the benefits connecting with people learning a lot as well like as you mentioned I invited femtech leaders or, or femtech entrepreneurs and learning about the femtech industry was also very new to me so yeah. it's something that I wouldn't been able to do without the podcast for sure yeah yeah, absolutely. But I find that with your personality, I think you are such a connector too, because you reach out so easily. So that's amazing. And I love seeing that. And yeah, you're right. The podcast just allows you to have those dream guests. And I'm always surprised when people say yes. I'm like, oh, great. They said yes. Awesome. <laughs> this is amazing. So yeah, the whole community is actually so kind and just so willing to 
contribute to this platform that is knowledge sharing, which is amazing. And yeah, I'm thinking about all the incredible people you have on and your initial goal with the podcast to teach others, to help people navigate, you know, their careers, whatever they're doing. How do you then, when you are deciding on your guests, how do you then tailor that content or that interview to fit what you're giving to your audience, what your goals are? Yeah, that's a very interesting question because I think I have to give you a bit more context on, mm. you know, I call them the early adopters, like the, the people who really supported me in the beginning. And they're obviously my, my family and my friends, or we call them three Fs, like the, the fools as well. But obviously <laughs> I'm, I'm very thankful that they were there in the beginning of the journey. And they were also my audience because my friends are the ones with whom I have these conversations on a daily basis, mm. like career decisions. And also some of us are not always happy in, in our current jobs, even if we found a job, it's like, what can I do next? Like, what are my options? Mm -hmm. And so they actually, without knowing it, give me ideas of guests mm -hmm. or topics or themes that I want to cover. And once I identify the theme, that's how I can tailor the guests that I invite. So for example, the topic of shifting career, there was an amazing guest that I had on the podcast as well, who was actually a career consultant who gave us a talk at university. And so I leveraged that connection to invite him on the show and ask him lots of questions on how to make a career shift, when's the right time, what are the challenges, how to overcome these challenges. And yeah. these are conversations that when you hear from experts, it's also yeah. really helpful. So it's like having those, uh, not only the people who go through those career choices, but also the ones who can advise you from their expertise and their knowledge over the years. Mm. And I try to bring both because I think it's nice to also have a diversity in the content that you offer. Yeah. So I call them like the unlimited edition episodes. Like for example, Thomas Erickson, <laughs> I wasn't going to ask him about his career choices, <laughs> but he was great to have in terms of, let's say the more like deeper psychological impact on your career. Yeah. And that's something... I think young professionals found very helpful too. Mm -hmm. Like after that, I assess from feedback I get from my audience as well, whether it's through surveys or the Q&A functionality on Spotify is pretty helpful too, to gather thoughts and feedback. And after gathering all that feedback, you can either reassess or target new guests or ask for people around you to recommend guests for you as well. So always leverage yeah. your network. That's uh, number one rule. That's what I mean right there. You're networking again. And yeah, I love that feedback component. How did you decide to focus on doing that? Or do you use any other metrics to see whether your episodes are really hitting home and resonating with your audience? Yeah, I think obviously as a podcaster, you need your KPIs, right? Like it's, mm -hmm. I think a lot of people refer to downloads or to me, it's not a significant metric to keep track of, especially because my main goal is to inspire others. So it's a very, it sounds like a very intangible metric, but to me, it's like how many people out there did I help or motivate, make a, a career shift or start something they didn't want to start, they were afraid to start before. And so that I gather through word of mouth. So whether it's people who reached out to me on LinkedIn, Instagram, after listening to an episode, or actually, you know, going out with friends and hearing them tell me that they've been considering starting a business recently after listening yeah. to an episode. To me, those are more, let's say, intangible metrics that yeah. 
are much more impactful for me as a as a content creator. But of course, you know, looking at the vanity metrics of followers and engagement rate is always satisfying as a marketer, right? So I try to to keep a balance of the two. Yeah. Well, I'd love to tap a little bit into your marketing brain here. And what type of strategies do you use to market your podcast, to actually share it, to find new listeners and, you know, put it out there? So, okay. I think what's, what's important to talk about also is the format of my podcast, right? It's essentially guest driven content. So most of the time when the guest is willing to also promote on their end and they're quite active on accepting collaboration posts and tagging my podcast page. That's where I see the biggest increase in listenership and followers. And I want to thank all of the guests who did it without me asking. That's always a, <laughs> a great thing. So I would say it's very collaborative the way I'm growing the podcast, but then I also try to keep it very authentic. So for example, mm. I haven't looked into sponsorships or monetization it's, you know, I'm genuinely doing this because I want to help. And the listeners that I'm bringing on are also looking for that. I think that there's a trust-based relationship mm -hmm. that grows the more they listen to the podcast and they are hopefully not disappointed with the content that keeps coming, the more loyal they are. So I'd say for now, I'm pretty much from a marketing perspective, focusing on building those quality-based relationships versus thinking of like the number of listeners and the quantity of, of followers when they're not really engaging, I think it loses its impact on your podcast and on your content. Mm -hmm. I love that perspective because that's the thing. It doesn't have to be you're out there monetizing. If you are really out there to help people, to focus on building those relationships, then yeah, the collaboration is where it's at. I love that you are brave enough to go out there and give them the push to <laughs> celebrate the episodes with you. I am all for that. <laughs> I love it. So what is next for your podcast or what is something that you are working on right now that you are super proud of? So actually I said it's guest-driven content, but I'm trying to do more solo episodes. Yeah. And the reason that is is mainly because I've seen people asking for it. <laughs> First of all, that's one of the feedback that I received recently. And I did record one solo episode a few months ago, actually, when I ran a marathon and people were like, how did you do wow. it? Like, what happened? And so I recorded a solo episode and it performed pretty well. I was quite surprised. So I'm thinking having a more personal episode where yeah. I pick a topic and try to, something obviously I care about, do some mm -hmm. research and try to position the episode as a, a learning experience or something yeah. that people are, are going to take away with them. And yeah, record solo episodes, which are also helpful to fill in the gaps, I guess, when mm -hmm. you don't have guests coming. And yeah, it's a nice thing to do. Yeah. But I would say the biggest initiative that I really want to put together is having an event in real life. And that's something I've been considering, especially in London, where there is a big student community already that I've been in touch with, who would love to connect with the young professionals who are already in their career and can answer questions that they have. So that's something I'm strongly considering doing. Yeah, that'll be amazing because it's literally your podcast in real life then. 
because yeah. you have <laughs> all of those experts in the room and everybody can tap into their stories firsthand, which will be amazing. I'd love to see what you put together there. Thank so you. That sounds amazing. Well, Senda, thank you so much for sharing so openly about all of the things that you faced on this podcasting journey. It's overall so lovely to connect with you and just see how you've attacked this whole thing and just gone after it and made it your own. And like I say, those solo episodes do really well because your audience is also there to learn from you at the same time. So yeah, I just encourage you to keep doing those <laughs> and yeah, share your knowledge with everyone. So yeah, but now I want to do the fun part of the interview where we do the little quick fire questions and just yeah, share whatever comes to mind and let's head. So the first one is, how has podcasting changed the way you do business or life? Oof. I'm going to focus on the, actually both, I'd say both business and life. I'm a much better listener. Mm -hmm. <laughs> That's one thing I gained for sure. And learning to listen more helps you actually be more present in conversations and people trust you more. So mm -hmm. I think that's definitely something I took away from podcasting. Mm. No, that's gold. I love it. <laughs> so what are your top tools or non-negotiable investments as a podcaster? Ooh, as you can see, I'm not going to say a microphone. <laughs> Sorry for, for all the <laughs> podcasters who, who love their mics, but I would say good lightning <laughs> for sure. Yeah. And a good hosting platform for your podcast. Yes. Actually, that should be no, number one. Mm. Yeah. Yes, totally. What hosting platform do you use? Do you just share it with our listeners? I use Podbean. Oh, nice. Yeah. Love it. <laughs> so switching gears here, what are some of the biggest podcast fails or learning lessons that you had along the way? <laughs> Oof. I'd say learning... For sure, being more patient <laughs> and accepting that it's okay, getting into that cadence of wanting to record episodes all the time. And then the editing takes time as well. And I'm, I'm on my own. I don't have like a production team or anyone to help me do the outreach and the recordings. So being on my own, I think it's important also to accept that sometimes I can do everything. And that's a huge learning that you can apply to also, you know, your full-time job or, or life in general. And I'm very grateful that podcasting is amplifying that way of thinking and that mindset. Yeah, that's lovely. I love that. And then finally, if money or time were not a factor, what would be next for your podcast? <laughs> so I'd say putting myself in front of more people that I want to invite to the podcast. And to me, that would mean traveling more. Mm. and. I had this thought that I would want to maybe have a, a recording in French or in Arabic or another language that I can speak just to, to get to a bigger audience. So that would mean expanding my reach, but also enjoying the traveling part. <laughs> mm. Yes. If it can be part of what you do, why not <laughs> in, exactly, add that right? traveling component? <laughs> you can go to all the conferences across the world and meet up with all the podcasters and make it part of your job. <laughs> oh my God. That, that would oh, be wow. honestly a dream job for me, for sure. Mm. 
I can just imagine you. <laughs> you would be great at it. <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, Senda, thank you so much for coming on the show. You are just such an encouragement and I just love seeing you trailblaze your own path. And I just want to encourage you to keep going and you are helping so many along the way. So yeah, thank you so much for joining us on the show today. Thank you, Carly. And I love listening to your episodes and I love what you're doing as well. So thank you so much for inspiring us. Yes, absolutely. Well, thanks everyone for tuning in and we will see you next time. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of Business Beyond the Mic with your host, Carly Van Heerden. We love having you join us on this journey of uncovering the art of podcasting. If you found value in today's episode, we'd love to hear from you leave us a rating or review and let us know what resonated with you or what didn't. Your feedback really helps us make this podcast the best that it can be. And be sure to connect with us across all our social platforms. Join us again next time as we step behind the mic with another amazing guest and dig even deeper to uncover the art of podcasting. Until then, see you next time. This is a We Edit podcast production.